Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our well-being as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so Mm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Ahoy and welcome to episode 196, closing in on that 200 fast. Uh, I hope you've had a good week, I hope hope things are are going well for you. We've had uh, World Mental Health Day over the weekend, so it's been a a really interesting time to see some of those conversations happening and and campaigns happening. And I think once again, online I've seen that discussion kind of raised again, I think it has for the last year, year plus. Um, around kind of what is the point in these national themes days like should we still be doing them Um, and I think that as a discussion I think is really important personally I still believe that national themed days weeks months are still hugely important for for a lot of different things Um, so it's not just world mental health day this last Saturday gone we're also during um, black history month um, there are other mental health days that have happened recently. I th- I'm thinking of uh, we had World Suicide Prevention Day. I think that was last month. There are some really, really important causes that often aren't spoken about, um, and, and that's why we need those themed days. But I think it's also important to remember often the the I think sometimes the people that say, "Oh, we don't need to be doing this. We don't need to talk about this anymore." People are aware are people that are aware, and that's great. But not everyone is in that same situation. I know I've said this a few times. I'm really passionate about the the themed days. I think they are still really important. They're just not as important for some of us because we've kind of got to that stage where we're accessing support or we're trying to access support um, and we are kind of sharing our story and our experience. But many people aren't in that situation. They're in situations where they maybe don't feel like they're able to talk to someone. Uh, They don't have that support network around them. Maybe they haven't accessed resources or services in the past so i think themed kind of days and weeks still really do play a role for for many different areas but particularly for mental health um and yeah i I passionately believe that they're still really really important it just might be that they're not important for all of us and that needs to be okay um 
and if you do want to get involved there's lots of different ways uh kind of the the, the theme or the campaign uh promoted this weekend as part of women have day was the hashtag do one thing and that was through uh local and national minds um promoting that so that do one thing could be to look after your own mental health giving yourself a bit of time to go for a walk read a book have a bath um, or it might be to look out for someone else. And I think a great way to do that is to signpost to local resources, support in your area. Um, so if you're not sure what they are, you, you could post to some national stuff or maybe go away, have a little bit of a look, try and find out some of the, the, the charities that operate in your area, some of the services that operate in your area. Um, so in a lot of places there are there are local mines so kind of affiliated to national mind they're great resources and services to signpost to the same with samaritans there are local branches to that um, and by supporting and sharing information for those local services you'll be helping them generate interest possibly future fundraisers and things like that help to keep those services going for local community members so it really does make a difference you can do something that is really effective by sharing resources and support i've seen that happen over the last week with a lot of national campaigns and national information and that's great um but if you want to kind of do that extra thing um really looking at and finding out about local resources i think it's really important for you to do so please do do that um, i think that's hugely helpful i know in the the area that i'm based in hampshire we have a couple of different local mines so we have a, a, a local mine in southampton uh, in Andover, um, in Haven, East Hampshire. Uh, we also have one uh, in Chichester as well. So kind of the, the nearby areas are, are covered by a few local mines. Uh, there's also a Samaritans branch in Portsmouth as well. Um, so I'm aware there's a few different places so I'm able to signpost to those local places rather than just going to kind of the national, which I think does make a real difference, as I said, to those charities to, to be able to continue to, to run and deliver free services. With all that out of the way, <laughs> it's a big week. There's so much going on around mental health. It's absolutely amazing. So this week, I'm delighted to be joined by a new guest. Danielle is with us today, and we're going to be talking a little bit um, about the importance of, of kind of sharing our story, maybe just with ourselves, um, but being able to, to express some of the thoughts or, or feelings that we may be having and being able to write those down and the importance of journaling. We're going to be talking about something that Danielle has created herself, um, the Discovery Journal as well. And I think journaling and writing is a really, really important aspect to, to well-being, to recovery. Uh, and I know for me personally, that that's where kind of Open Journal started. It started as um, me writing in a notebook and, and needing somewhere to, to kind of write down the things that were going on, but not feeling kind of able to or, or, or a desire to kind of verbally speak about that so I, personally I think journaling uh, and writing is hugely hugely important when we're talking about mental health recovery and well-being um, not just for those that have experienced illnesses as well it's really important to point out just in terms of our general well-being so regardless of uh, kind of symptoms or illnesses um, I think it's hugely important so big thank you to Danielle for coming on for sharing some of her insights and experiences as well um, I've really enjoyed this. This was a great discussion um, and I hope we can maybe meet up with Danielle again in the future and have another discussion. Uh, as always, the links are towards the end of our discussion, but also in the show notes as well. So please do go and check out um, some of Danielle's work and the Discovery Journal. But thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you again soon.
Hi Danielle, it's really nice to, to sit down and have a chat with you. How's your how's your day or how's your week been? Pretty hectic, to be honest, Mike, I'm not gonna lie. Uh yeah, kept myself very busy. Um, so it's actually nice to be having a bit of a sit down in a chat and not with a mask on. So that's really refreshing. <laughs> I've I think uh, I've been really, really cautious with stuff. So I've had very minimal like in the office and things like that, but over the last week I think there's been a lot more um, kind of going in to move stuff around and get the offices set up for people that are going to go in and use the hot desks and I, I've started I think for the first time to be like oh my goodness like it takes it out of you sometimes wearing a mask and talking to people and moving around and it's just I think because I haven't had to get used to it yet um, so I've been really fortunate so yeah I, I think it's been a, a week of learning to talk through a mask for me so yeah I can imagine that's a bit of a challenge um are you finding it's going okay you're getting used to it or or what is it like at the moment um i'm not gonna lie i really i really don't like having to wear a mask but that's purely because i have a problem with my nose i can't i've never been able to breathe oh. out my nose properly i think i fell over or fell off a bike when i was a kid um and hit hit the bridge of my nose oh, and okay so for me it's i don't know what type of day i'm having sometimes i can't breathe and other times I'm fine, but most of the time I can't see, so because I wear glasses. So it's kind of a choice between breathing or seeing. So yeah, it's all fun. It's all good fun. <laughs> do what you got to yeah. do. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I think on the weekend I had. It must have been the first again. All my first times, I had um, my sunglasses on top <laughs> over the top, and I was just like they fogged up straight away, and I was like how. I'll just take my glasses off. And I was like, so I can just do that. Oh, it's very fortunate to not be in the situation where you've got to work out, have I got to prioritise one over the other? Um, but yeah, I think it is, it's a learning curve. And I had uh, someone at work was like, oh, it's just such a hassle. And I was like, it is, but it's this or just we can't come in. So it's really not that bad. Um, but it is interesting seeing like the different approaches to it. And I think people even if they don't like it, like just gradually sort of seeing it a bit more now. Um, it's yeah, it still seems a little bit strange. I think because I'm still, I don't know about you, but we're still watching media or seeing pictures um, like we are now where people yeah. are at home. So they're not wearing masks. So then it's only suddenly when you go out to, to the shops or on public transport where you're seeing people wear them. So it's still quite uh, still getting used to seeing that, I guess. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I didn't realise how much of someone's face you needed to see to recognise someone. I'm looking at people going, do do I know you? I don't. I mean, they say that everything's in the eyes, but it can't be because <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's all in the mouth. <laughs> it's, it's when you sort of walk past someone and you smile and you're like, is there any point? I'm not sure. I, I feel like I sort of smile with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah I'm just I'm it just I'm looking at someone it doesn't look like you're smiling or saying hello I don't know <laughs> can't work it out spending so much time concentrating listening to what people are saying because I'm thinking I can't hear you <laughs> mm, yeah it's really di I find myself at the moment a kind of that in between talking and shouting a little bit and it's like yeah. I need to make it louder to carry through um yeah I don't know it's like I say I guess I'm quite fortunate that I've been able to move to home working mostly 
so I kind of got around I haven't had to have this learning curve yet to have it now I think when probably most people have had it I don't know maybe last month or or maybe even the month before I don't know um yeah it just seems weird and you feel kind of I'm that bit further behind this learning scale getting used to everyone (laughs) being masked up but um so you've been really busy at the moment and uh, a few different things going on uh yeah so I I work part-time and I got two businesses that I run from home uh one of which obviously being uh the discovery journal which I make by hand from home so that's a lot more time consuming than kind of anything else I've got got going on so I always find myself having forgotten something or doing something um which is is quite nice it was it was nice during lockdown to feel like I was being productive and it's yes having gone back to work and everything it's a little bit more of a tighter schedule for me but I'm a nightmare if I get bored so Mm. happy days for me to keep keep myself busy (laughs) so it's I think the like the move to I don't know if it's a move to home working but I feel like there's more people now with project work if that makes sense so you're potentially yeah you've got that crossover where some people are doing more projects for like their paid regular job some people are taking on more projects as part of like hobbies or starting their own businesses I think it feels a bit more I don't it's not less structured it's just there's maybe a bit more going on I guess Um, and you're developing I don't know it feels a bit more kind of it's down to you to drive something forward you're not necessarily part yeah. of like a big team it's like it's your idea you're taking it forward and I guess people are finding to some their extent, own passions yeah yeah things. yeah um I think there's been a lot of that during lockdown people rediscovering things that they they loved but they haven't had time for mm-hmm. and now they're making making sure they make time for it which is yeah. great I think it's great for everyone that that particular part of lockdown anyway <laughs> I think so and I think that kind of leads really nicely into like you mentioned um the discovery journal there as well just be interesting to to kind of talk a little bit more about that um in a moment but maybe first just to hear a little bit more about yourself Danielle and maybe hear about um kind of what your experience is leading into uh the project and how that's led to uh the discovery journal yeah um so like I said before it's kind of a passion a passion project you know I have um I have a degree in another area I have a business in another area I work in a completely different sector so with this particular project with it being focused on mental health it's very personal for me um I've always wanted to do something contribute something to mental health and the mental health discussion but it's just been a matter of, of what you can do. Obviously, there it's becoming more prominent, especially during lockdown. There's more focus on it. There's there's more charities, there's more helplines, there's more services available. But it was more finding something that I could do myself for people like myself. So I was diagnosed with severe uh, anxiety and OCD when I was about 16. And probably my worst period was going through university. I found university a real struggle. That's probably where it peaked. So about four or five years in. And 
having to a certain extent recovered from it if if you can use the word recovered I'm in a much better place now anyway I I was seeing people in my family and I was seeing my friends all dealing with their own mental health issues it's such an extensive issue you really I think the world really needs to get a grasp on how widespread mental health is I mean you can't cross a person in the street that isn't dealing with something whether they know it or not whether it's undiagnosed or not and I was seeing people struggling and they didn't know that they were struggling they just seemed upset confused depressed anxious all of these things that I'd experienced but they had no idea what it what it was and a lot of people just go oh I'm stressed or I just I'm just tired and I'm thinking those aren't very accurate words for what you're actually going through and as a society I think we've kind of skipped past actually describing what's wrong with us and instead we go to the whole no I'm fine I'm just a little bit just a little bit overworked um and a friend of mine was going for a particularly bad time and I was I was trying to help them by using strategies and techniques that I'd learnt myself, learnt from uh, extensive um, visits to counsellors, mental health services, my friends who had been through similar similar mental health issues as me and I was trying to get that person to implement the same techniques and the more I did that the more I thought well hold on a second if this is helping you then there might be a way that that these techniques can help other people so it's just a matter of of finding out how to do that and I'm a big believer in in writing things down I'm very strategic I'm very logical I need things to be in black and white and in front of me I mean need to make something overwhelming simple Mm. so that's basically where the journal was born I started thinking how can I start making health less overwhelming for people and more easy to understand on a day-to-day basis so luckily with with the degree I already had and the skills I already had I was able to kind of get myself on Adobe design and and all sorts and kind of start putting together the the beginnings of of what would be the discovery journal and test driving it asking people and going to you know local charities local refuges and saying do you think that this would work and um and yeah and then during lockdown finally I did the deed and bought myself all the kit and you know had the time on my hands and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and I started learning how to make books which is something that I never knew how to do before so um teaching myself how to how to make books and how to make covers and do all the binding and all of that stuff and uh and yeah and now I I do it every day so (laughs) I think that's such a journey to go through as well I think it's (laughs) the idea that you are uh not just you've created something but you are physically making it as well I think is a huge thing to to kind of start and get involved with that must be a a lot of energy 
um to to kind of keep that process going as well I imagine yeah I mean if you speak to any of my friends and family they probably like even my friend said today every time I see a picture of a sloth I think of you so obviously energy is not a word that (laughs) my friends and family would use to describe me but if if I'm on one I'm on one and (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the time needs to be downtime (laughs) yeah if, if I'm working I am working um but I, I don't get to do really a lot of practical stuff with my other business. So for this, I really wanted to be able to put my stamp on it and really take creative control over what I'm producing instead of uh, relying on on outsourcing. And obviously with COVID and stuff, it just uh, just gets a bit out of control. So, yeah, being a bit of the control freak I am, having it in my own space, doing it with my own hands and I can make sure that it's it's perfect exactly what I want it to be and in the last couple of weeks I've actually gone on and created a couple of more products as well so yeah full full on but this this is my my contribution to people struggling with mental health because there are points when it can feel like you're never going to get better Mm. and sometimes yes counseling is fantastic and the charities and the samaritan all of that absolutely brilliant but you you need to you need to do some of the work as well and Mm. and that's what the the journal allows you to do it allows you to get some sort of clarity on what might be causing your issues what might be triggering them and that's what i needed because i just woke up in the morning and felt like a mess some days (laughs) I think kind of what you you mentioned earlier that side of like there are skills there are tools that you can use and I think there's oh even in my mind I'm splitting up into different things there um there's the idea that you've almost got to get to kind of that crisis point before you go and access therapy or support or or whatever and I think part of what you're doing is kind of sharing those tools and resources to people that might be in a difficult situation but I also read it as a like it's encouraging people to use these in terms of well-being as well so if it's you don't necessarily feel like you're struggling with a certain aspect of your mental health or you haven't been diagnosed with an illness actually this is a still a really useful tool um, and it gets you used to using or thinking about or considering even just your mental health and how you feel and what's maybe going on for you um and I think that then in my mind was leading me to the idea that you spoke about those kind of transferable and shareable tools that you build up. So um, like you, I've received therapy a few times as well. And I think there's some really good tools that you're taught. Um, and it's just like anyone would benefit or most people would benefit from using these in some way. But yeah. no one accesses them or, or no one feels like or a lot of people feel like that they're, they're not available because you have to almost get through um I don't know I guess in terms of like technology it's like a paywall isn't it you don't always have to pay but you have to get through this first period of you have to go and see someone before you're introduced to this stuff whereas what you're doing is actually making that so much more accessible to people now like you can look at this you can read through you can do something you can do that for yourself now um and be kind of a bit more proactive I guess yeah I think I think there is a there seems to be a a process uh with mental health that's very similar to medical health 
and I don't think there's a right or wrong way I think that everyone uh, individually uh, knows what works for them some tools didn't work for me mm. because that was just who who I was but ultimately we, I, I tend to think that a lot of people think oh well if there's something I need to know that there's something wrong I then need to go to the doctor I need to then be referred I need to be diagnosed and and you have to get through barriers of do I want to mm. take medication to help me? Do I feel like that's the right path? Is counselling the right path? Um, obviously, you've got cognitive behavioural therapy and and there, there are there are definitely tools. But I think that if you can do something for yourself or you want to do something for yourself, um, you don't have to take that trajectory. Mm. You can you can just find ways to just in those difficult moments just calm yourself down whether that's using a journal whether that's breathing exercises whether that's uh wellness or yoga you know there's, there's plenty of things out there and yeah you might have to take a bit of time to try them all but when you find something that works for you you know you could potentially avoid the medication route potentially mm. avoid the counseling route or you can use some of those tools to find out what your triggers it triggers are. And if you then want to to go on to discover yourself more and why that's happened, then those options are always available to you in a later stage. It's it's really down to individual choice. And I have a lot of people that I've I've met through uh doing the diaries who have run out of options, or it seems to them that they've run out of options. And that's why they want to give this a go because journaling really is you talking to yourself and sometimes that's the only clarity you need I'll read my old journals and I'll think you idiot but sometimes you need your past self to remind just your, your future self that it's not that bad mm. and give yourself a good talking to yeah I guess it's part of that journey as well isn't it you kind of mentioned a little bit before that idea of um kind of your recovery and I think sort of touching on there as well this idea of I think maybe at first a lot of people have the mindset of what they think recovery looks like um and I think it's having understand just for yourself I think understanding that that can change as part of your uh journey or your recovery and I think I know for me a big thing was um kind of never really thinking like oh I'm I am going to kind of cure myself of this 100%. Like it was always, I want to learn more, understand it more, be able to manage it better. Um, and I think over time that has really worked and um, that's worked for me. But I also know people that are almost the complete opposite, that are that, uh, no, I want to get rid of this completely. And they feel like they now have. Um, so I think it is about having an understanding of different journeys um, oh, yeah. it's all about that... the more you know yourself mm. that the better you'll you'll understand your condition I don't I don't ever think I'll I'll ever be cured because I'm 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 too skeptical in the moments where I think it's gone away my brain will come back to me and go let's just see if it's still there let's just mm. test the limits um and that's just who I am but the more you delve into who you are what you're comfortable admitting about yourself how you're comfortable expressing yourself the more you'll start to 
be okay with those with those feelings of of being anxious and being scared and being stressed out and the only way you can do that is taking that time really to be with yourself yeah i think uh kind of some of the i guess like the tools and the way you would use the journal as well i think from the bits that i was looking at it gives me that idea that it is almost that introduction to kind of time with yourself i guess is to looking at or almost trialing some of those different tools or or ways of thinking rather than feeling like okay you've now got to do this if you're gonna i don't know um, create your own routine or planner you've now got to implement that for the next month and do all these things it looks like it's a little bit more of a, a tester I guess of, of different things would you say that yeah I, I'd say it is um, to a certain degree an, an introduction to yourself because you'll be the different sections are designed to basically for you to admit to yourself what you're actually thinking and feeling instead of writing down I'm really stressed out. I'm really tired. I just feel, you know, just terrible. You actually have to circle the emotive words you're feeling. So if you're distressed and you feel distressed, you just circle the words. You you are acknowledging that you feel that way. You're not telling anyone else, mm. but you are acknowledging you're feeling that way. Um, and then as you go through the sections, you're making your your anxiety, your stress more literal so mm. you get to you rate your experiences rate your introductions and it is it's an introduction of getting to terms with who you are and what you like and what you don't like about yourself and and those type of patterns for me that works I like making lists and and things like that so just taking five minutes to fill in one section if that's all you've got time for you don't have to trawl out pages and pages and pages just get I'll just do this bit for now I'll tackle the rest later when I've calmed down um and and that is all it is it is black and white I've seen this person today they made me feel this way that's mm. all you gotta say oh I rated a work work two out of ten for the last five weeks okay probably don't like my work then that's probably an issue and the more you see these patterns the better grips you can get with with your anxiety basically i have i have i don't know if this is a tricky question or not so you kind of mentioned that um like with your experience you found certain tools useful and obviously going to make the assumption that those tools have been included um are there any kind of tools activities that you've included that didn't really work for you but you've still thought they were useful to include yeah absolutely um so there there's a section in the journal which where you note down your hopes your ambitions your fears and things like that um they worked really well for uh for other people in my life mm. that particular section it didn't work for me um mm. I have included it because just because it didn't work for me, it doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people. But I, I don't, I just couldn't connect to that particular section. Um, And I've just gone on to create a a anxiety pad, which I'll be releasing in a week or so. And that's just a daily pad 
that you fill oh, out okay. and the sheets off. And in that section, there's um, some what you would refer to as uh, gratitude journaling. So okay. noting down what you are grateful for that day and things like that. That that didn't work for me. Um, mm. But it worked very, very well for a colleague of mine. Yeah, she she absolutely, absolutely does it every day and it gives her a boost every day. Um, and, and that's the whole point. I'm not doing this for me. I know what works for me. Mm. Um, I'm doing it for for other people. Yeah, no, I really like that side of like you say, because it also gives it balance as well, doesn't it? Because you almost want to prompt that someone is going to use it and they are going to find bits that are useful and bits that aren't and that's part of their learning process as they're going through um because I think if you only ever if you're quite I don't know if you only ever look at or use a really small amount of tools or you access one or two people I always think if you get to the stage where that doesn't work for you because I have found that some things that worked for me in the past now don't um it sort of leaves you with nowhere to go Whereas if you've opened up that spectrum of, oh, I know there's loads of different tools and some didn't work for me at the time, but maybe I'll revisit those. Um, because I've definitely got things that I do now that if I'd have tried to do kind of a couple of years ago would not have worked. Um, and equally, some things have kind of been really supportive as part of that early part of kind of that recovery as well, that after a year or so I've gone okay I don't really need that as much now I'd rather use something else um so I think there's also that side of I guess it the journal itself being a resource that people can come back to at different times and going oh maybe actually revisiting this thing that didn't work in the past this bit might now work for me because I'm at a different stage in my recovery as well yeah you you absolutely do develop and you grow and you get a better understanding of of who you are and a better understanding of your condition the the longer it goes on and you know journaling wasn't my favorite thing in the world um I just felt like I didn't have time for it uh but I I did start doing it at uni and I forced myself to write every day even if I had nothing to say to get into the practice of doing it and it wasn't so much what I was saying that was helping me it was it was more the fact that I I felt like I was physically removing those feelings from my body by putting them on paper mm. and then I could analyze it um, it seemed more more simple once it was once it was written down and wasn't stuck in my head anymore and you know we we have a um a problem with with prioritizing I think because we're so busy and as people we're rushing about all the time everything's instant instant and you know you could start off the morning having a text message from someone that you've taken badly but you don't mm. have time to reply because you're late for work and maybe you get a flat tire and maybe you drop a cup of coffee down your shirt uh you know all of these things by the time you get to the end of the day you're not sure why you're upset anymore and and that's a, and you just kind of throw your hands up and go, what a terrible day. I'm just going to be in a, and you take it out on the people that, that you live with or, or that you're closest to. Mm. Oh, what's wrong? I, I don't know anymore. I don't know if it's a stain on my shirt. It's the fact that I've just had to pay for a new tire. Or is it the fact that I have a text message sat on my phone that I haven't resolved? Mm. 
and we don't we're just too we're too busy for it we're too busy to sit down and do a journal we're too busy to take time for ourselves there's always something more important um that deserves our attention so i designed the journal so that you wouldn't have to commit to 20 minutes half an hour an hour putting your entire life out on several pages you do a bit when you get home maybe do a bit when you've got five minutes after dinner do a bit before you go to bed or do it the next day if you want to you don't have to do it every day mm. you do it bit by bit um and that takes that commitment out of it but it's basically just like getting home and just going oh this is the problem once you know what the problem is it's like a weight has been absolutely lifted and then you've just got to find out what happened i think um it's kind of a couple of things there. I think it's really interesting you're kind of touching on that side of prioritizing yourself I think is something that most of us don't do like I feel like I am I'm very aware of this and yet I still often don't do it yeah um and I recently I've, I've started to spend loads of time thinking about look what did I do in the past that really helped me because at the moment I kind of feel okay but I also feel like I'm not really doing a lot to support that. And it's like, now's the time to be proactive because not in crisis, feel okay, but I'm aware actually, am I lacking some of that supportive stuff that's helped me in the past? Um, so I've started to think about, right, okay, taking pictures, going out, using the camera was something I really enjoyed in the past. And is now maybe something I should start to really be a bit more proactive with at a time when that can just be a really enjoyable thing rather than doing it because I feel like I need to go out and take some pictures so I don't feel too sad or get too depressed actually I can go out and go I'm just going out because I enjoy this and I'm happy when I do this um, yeah. so I think it's about not just forgetting those things when you get to a stage where you're like I feel okay now I can stop doing all of that stuff it's like no, you still need to do it. it. Just you're doing it proactively to prevent it coming back, possibly, or just to enjoy it, maybe. Um, so I think there's yeah, there's a big thing there in terms of kind of prioritizing yourself and um, realizing there can be different reasons why you do some of the things in there as well. So if you enjoy some of those tools, if you enjoy some of those things, carry on doing them. If you enjoy writing and it started off as something that is a uh, a facilitator of I need to get some of this stuff out it might be that at a later state you can do it for the fun of it or you might be writing to produce something um so I think there's there's a lot in that side of it but I also wanted to kind of touch on briefly that you you mentioned that side of kind of getting it out and I think for me there's a, a real importance of recognizing that when you're uh writing or typing or however you're doing it your thoughts or struggles that are going on in your mind I think it's a much for many people it's almost like a friendlier or easier way to uh get some of this stuff out it's easier than talking about it sometimes I think sometimes it feels like if you say it it makes it more real or you need to know what the words are whereas when you're writing for yourself it's maybe different I don't know it'd be interesting it's to hear all, kind of your insight on that I I think it's all about honesty I I'm not a great communicator I when I was younger I was a w far worse communicator 
I, I'm much better now. Um, but I, I'm not very good at emotionally communicating. And I think in order to emotionally communicate the way you're feeling to people, you need to pick the person that that you're that you're speaking to. If you speak to the wrong person, then it can have disastrous results. Um, there's worry in our culture that that we're very judgmental human beings. Um, human beings are very selfish by nature and and we're very aware of that so we get scared to talk to other people because what if, what if they judge me what if they don't understand and and they they might well turn around and, and give you a, a bad uh a bad judgment on what they've said they they might uh have an opposing opinion and you know this this puts us off speaking to people because the the idea of having to pick that perfect person who's just going to get it is a job in itself and it's hard work um Whereas journaling and, and writing, the, the only person you're speaking to is yourself. So the only duty you have to yourself is to be honest. So you can write down in a journal that you absolutely hated someone that day or you really wanted to do something evil. And if it, if you said that to another human being, they would possibly be shocked or quite worried for you. Um, but if you're writing it to yourself then you soon realise that the, the only person that's going to judge you is you. And once you start reading what you've written, then mm. you start to get the opposing person's point of view as if you are speaking to yourself. And how mm. would you feel if someone told you that they were going to do something evil? You suddenly go, probably not a great move. Um, so you, you analyse what you've written yourself just through being honest because you don't have anything to prove to anyone but yourself so there's no reason you should be scared about acknowledging it I know I think it's really interesting to hear you talk about kind of through writing you're almost both the speaker and the listener um because I think I I would agree like I found writing really useful um I found a version of, of journaling really useful but I've never okay maybe not never I very very rarely ever really needed or wanted to go back and read what I'd written um for me it was always about the expression about I need to just get this out somehow and I don't want to talk about it um but I think there is that side as you mentioned of um being able to kind of hear your own voice back and actually go how can I support this person as a friend um, and think about it kind of in that way so you're supporting yourself I think there's um, a really really good kind of point there and I think that's um, probably one I've missed in the past I think because you, I've always thought about it as a it's a way to kind of speak out without speaking um, but actually to hear that back and to be able to support yourself I think is a really important thing to kind of pick up and, and consider when you're looking at journaling yeah, absolutely. I feel quite strongly that that you really do just need to to take the time uh, with yourself, be patient with yourself, and and that's just the aim of what I've tried to do really. And I hope I've I've managed it. Also, I think so. I think it's really interesting. It's like like I say, I, I'm already invested in in journaling. I I definitely see the benefit. I think, but uh, 
to also hear a little bit more about the different ways kind of you interpret the uses is really interesting. Um, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about yourself, Danielle, or, or, or some of the stuff we've been discussing, particularly the um, the Discovery Journal, where's a, like a good place for them to go to find out or, or access that? Uh, so obviously the main website, which is discoveryjournal.co.uk, or I've got a Facebook page, which is The Discovery Journal, and Instagram would be Journal Discovery. Ace, I will make sure that we kind of link through to those as well so people can kind of go through and have a look. I think, like I say, for me, it's a, it's a given that it's a, a really useful tool. And I think it's really useful that people start to maybe think about, as we kind of touched on at the beginning, also maybe the different ways that we in ourselves can support other people. If we feel like we're in a good place ourselves, what is there that we can, I think you sort of said, like, how can we put back? Um, I think that's a really important thing for people to start to think about. Um, there are so many conversations now about, oh, we've reached a certain level of awareness or not enough is happening in this area. And maybe thinking, what can I do? Well, how can I feed into that? Um, and I think this is a, a great example of um, kind of using your experience and the tools that you picked up along the way to be able to share those with more people. So thank you so much for, for coming on and for sharing that and hopefully we get a few people to come and have a look at the discovery journal as well thank you thank you mike yeah i'm really happy with, with what i've achieved and I, I hope some people listening can uh, have a little look and see if it can work for them awesome thank you okay. these are real people they do have struggles and it starts to get on my nerves i just shut down so many people suffer from mental illness to get the word out that men have got to start talking so i told everything and her face dropped a lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so they can't appreciate yeah it's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were bad people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. <laughs>